PFF NFL Daily. Today, discussing potential trade candidates. We're going to use our friend Brad Spielberg's article over at PFF.com as maybe a little springboard, but we want to talk about some of the players that could be on the move from some of the big-name quarterbacks to a few other players as well. So, Sam, Brad's breaking down the article. He's starting with those big names, right? He's starting with some of the QBs, Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos, maybe Jimmy Garoppolo to the Washington Commanders. He even has Derek Carr going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, uh, and then Russell Wilson to the Philadelphia Eagles. Any of those sound viable, or which of those quarterbacks do you think end up you know, on the move here this offseason? I can see Russell Wilson being moved. Um, I don't think Rodgers is getting traded. I think that's a stay in Green Bay or retire, and I think retiring isn't as likely as staying in Green Bay. Uh, I think, honestly, trading Rodgers is, is possibly the least likely thing that will happen. Uh, the Russell Wilson thing, though, I could see. like that. That's been percolating for a while the the discontent there uh, from russell wilson's side of look this team is not helping me out here i'm being undermined at seemingly every turn um if he was upset a year ago he's still upset now nothing got better and for the first time if you're seattle you might have looked at that situation and gone you know what this might not work out like russell wilson on his own is not enough to carry this team in the current state and and he has been for basically the entirety of his career. But if that's the game plan, let don't worry, we're fine. Russell Wilson will carry it. We saw last year that that isn't necessarily true. So for the first time, the Seahawks might be looking at this and saying, you know what, it might actually be best if we trade him away. And the only team out there that kind of makes sense for that kind of haul of draft picks is Philadelphia sitting there with all those first rounders. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if that ends up happening. It's It's risky. If you're Seattle, but it's also kind of risky going into last year with three draft picks this year without a first rounder as well. So um, the one other one that was interesting, I'll, I'll do two Vikings suggestions here from Brad. Kirk Cousins going to the Carolina Panthers and then edge defender Danell Hunter going to the Buffalo Bills. We still don't know exactly what uh, Quasi wants to do there as GM in Minnesota, what the new regime wants to do. Do they want to go in, blow it up, and take all their assets and get as much draft capital as possible and start from scratch? Or do you try to, you know, run it back with Cousins for a year? I think both trades might make sense. The Panthers proved that they're really desperate at quarterback, and they're in a different spot, right? We have a whole new regime in Minnesota, ability to start fresh. Carolina's into year three with Matt Rule. They're getting a little bit desperate there. Maybe they want a Cousins. Danelle Hunter makes a lot of sense maybe going to the Bills, too, who feel like they're probably a player or two away from getting the Super Bowl. The Cousins one is really interesting because I, I've thought all along that I just don't see I don't see enough desperation out there in NFL in the rest of the NFL to trade for Kirk Cousins, knowing what we know about how good he is, how much of a problem his contract is, all these various things. But the one caveat to that has been except Carolina because they're really desperate, right? And and unlike a couple of the other teams that might have a similar level of desperation, Carolina are still on the old regime and they're probably fighting for their jobs this year, right? If Carolina doesn't figure out what they're doing at quarterback and fix the mistakes from a year ago, i.e. trading for Sam Bradford, picking, or it's not Sam Bradford, Sam Darnold, um, picking up his fifth-year option, the disaster that that was, the whole rerun, everything they did last year essentially was a was a mess. So unless they figure out a way of fixing that this offseason, everybody there might be getting fired, right? So they're the one team that might be desperate enough to say, okay, Kirk Cousins, whatever he is, whatever his limitations, 
is a monstrous upgrade over Sam Darnold and will take the pain. We'll take whatever it costs in terms of a trade. We'll take whatever it costs in terms of eating that contract. Let's just get something done and Cousins can propel this team to like eight or nine wins. And if we make the playoffs, maybe everybody stays here for another year. And that's the similar conversation we've had with Derek Carr, right? So again, in this article, Brad's saying, hey, maybe it's the Pittsburgh Steelers that would trade for Derek Carr. It's similar, right? Cousins, you got a whole new head coach, new GM. Raiders, new head coach, new GM. Do you take advantage of the rest of the league's desperation with a quarterback who is good, is above average, but is like right on that cusp, right on the cutoff? We've had these conversations before, so maybe the Raiders are in that mix as well. The difference, though, is I think a, a new regime has an easier time of talking themselves into Derek Carr than they do Kirk Cousins, even though Cousins is the guy with the higher PFF grade, right? This season, Cousins had a higher PFF grade. I think the season before, it was higher as well. But Derek Carr, I think, is the guy that has sort of shown the high-end potential of what he could do in key situations, in critical times, without necessarily working behind in the best environment in the world with receivers and offensive line, etc. Like, I could see... Sneeze. Get there. We don't have cough buttons. <laughs> there it is. Nice. Um, no cough <laughs> buttons, me. no sneeze buttons here on the daily. Doesn't exist. Um, I could see, you know, McDaniels coming in and, and talking himself into Derek Carr, having that ceiling and being able to take this team where it needs to go. I'm less sure a team can convince themselves that Cousins has that in them. Take a sneeze break if you need it. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's too good to pass up. New customers can bet just $1 in any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, you can still take a shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's promo code PFF at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older. Minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. A few of the receivers that are on the trading block that, uh, again, I, I think some teams should absolutely be calling about. You have Amari Cooper rumored to maybe be out with the Dallas Cowboys. Calvin Ridley coming off a year where he sat out for his personal mental health reasons, I believe, for the Atlanta Falcons. Probably going to be on the move as well. And then Brandon Cooks on the move again. That's what he does. He just bounces around the league. But three extremely productive receivers. From Brad's perspective, he just put, hey, Amari Cooper to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Calvin Ridley to the New England Patriots, Brandon Cooks to the Las Vegas Raiders. I like some of those fits. I think the Arizona Cardinals could be in that mix for one of one of these players. Maybe, uh, maybe Cooks as a deep threat with DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think of these receivers potentially being on the trading block? Yeah, I mean, I I think there's a lot of teams that would absolutely love Amari Cooper if he was available, even at the contract. Like, I understand Dallas being upset that they've handed him that money and he isn't necessarily living up to that contract, though, frankly, I would suggest that they have bigger fish to fry if they want to look somewhere on the offense for a guy that really isn't earning a giant bloated salary, um, maybe in the backfield. Uh, really, like the far backfield, not the guy under center. Oh, um, you mean Zeke? I do, yeah. Okay. Uh, but look, Amari Cooper is versatile. He's productive. 
he can win anywhere on the field. He can win out wide. He can win in the slot. He can win at all levels of the defense. He's one of the better route runners in the NFL when he's healthy and when he's on the field. He does make an extreme difference to any offense he's ever been in, whether it was the Raiders with Carr, whether it was Dallas with Dak Prescott. And, you know, there's plenty of teams out there who don't have that right now, who, you know, need a receiver for their young quarterback, whether it's Trevor Lawrence, whether it's Zach Wilson, those guys need that type of number one talented receiver. Scouts sneaking up on you over there. Yeah, I mean, with, with Calvin Ridley, too, um, I like his fit with the New England Patriots. Uh, you know, we've talked about during our team's need, a team needs breakdown when we fix the Patriots in five minutes like we did with the AFC East teams. We said, look, receiver one might be that big thing. Is Ridley a true number one? We haven't really seen top end production from him without Julio Jones, but I do think the do the Patriots really need a one, or is it just in, you, the way you described Amari Cooper? A lot of the same stuff applies to Calvin Ridley. Good route runner, gets open. He's explosive. He's going to add a lot potentially to a New England offense if he's available there. And then we've said with Cooks, he's been everywhere: New Orleans, the Rams. He's been with the Patriots, been with the Texans, always produces, and he can still get down the field with with some pretty good speed. So. Um, it, it's it, with the free agent class of receivers, a little top heavy, expensive. And then, yeah, there's a lot of draftable players going the trade route might be smart for some of these teams. By the way, uh, Amari Cooper going to Jacksonville. Just give me anybody in Jacksonville to help out Trevor Lawrence. I'm all in on that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that I think is a perfect fit there. I really like the Ridley to New England fit. I think that's a really nice one. And then Brandon Cooks is just this like number one wide receiver for hire. Like right. for whatever reason, teams in the NFL are not keeping this guy around long term. He's just bouncing from team to team to team. You know, maybe it's a, it's a case of the kind of person he is to work with. I, I don't know. But whatever it is, he produces anywhere. So if you're a team that maybe just needs a guy for a year or two, you know, just needs an immediate fix at a position, but potentially has somebody that they want to develop or, or is going to draft somebody and just wants that immediate fix. Like Brandon Cooks is the guy that can come in right now, make that immediate impact on that position, and then you can move on in a couple of years' time. Go check out Brad Spielberger's article. It's 15 trades for the 2022 NFL offseason. All I know is last year at this time, Sam, We'd already seen Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz. We'd already seen all these trades. Russ was already complaining. Where's all the drama? We need it. It should be heating up really soon with some NFL trades that we want to see here. It's PFF NFL Daily. 